Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship Podcast. I am your host with the most, Christ Lady Diva. <laughs> yes. Hey, indeed. you guys, Yvonne, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. So, and... audience, yes, go ahead and explain, <laughs> Yvonne. Oh, no, no, no. I believe it's all to you because, um, Sister Tay here, we're going to just give her a little bit of grace <laughs> um, <laughs> and allow her to explain uh, what's been happening. Um, but anyways, we did miss you guys and um, we're back. We are so back and audience, please forgive us. We know that we didn't do anything we said we was going to do in the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are in... Uh, what are we in the middle of the third month of 2003? And 2023. 2023. Look, 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 look. I said 2003, 2023. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's all bad, but it's all yeah, good. Yeah, y'all haven't good. heard from us since before Christmas. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, yes. But praise the and Lord, then, He kept us and we're here. Hallelujah. We, Hallelujah. we are here. So we hope you guys had a very Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. They say it's never too late to say Happy New Year. Oh, Lord Jesus. Happy New Year to you guys. And we are so happy that God, if you are listening to this podcast, that means God has blessed you and graced you to come into the new year, into 2023. So that in itself is a blessing. And we sincerely apologize for our absence. Um, But we thank you guys for uh, reconnecting with us and for our new listeners welcome um, to, to the Making the Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship Podcast. Go Amen. back and watch all of our previous episodes to get caught up. Um, yes, we did miss you guys um, and we're back to do what the Lord has called us to do so we are excited. Yes, and we never walked away from that audience. Life truly just got um, uh, I don't want to say well, you know, Yvonne, I don't like to use the word busy, more so productive. And meaning there was a lot of obligations that we had to fulfill. Uh, They weren't optional. It wasn't like we were just taking vacations around the world and, you know, doing all this, um, all these things that, you know, didn't really have um, priority. Uh, The things that we were caught up with uh, did have priority. So uh, now that, you know, things are starting to slow down a bit, we can get back to doing, like you said, Yvonne, what we've been called to do. And uh, we got an awesome episode in store for you guys. So um, we, we hope you guys are blessed by it. So um, let's go ahead and jump into this thing, Yvonne. So today we're going to talk about a very interesting and what I would like to call hot topic uh, that has uh, been circulating mm-hmm. in society today. But we're going to talk about it from a, a marriage and from a Christian perspective. Okay, and so our topic that we're going to discuss today is being a submissive breadwinner, being a submissive breadwinner. So before we jump into our content, Yvonne, I have a question for you. What does that statement being a submissive breadwinner to you? What does that sound like? Um, generally speaking, Overall, the the person who usually, this is generally speaking, 
who usually makes the, the most money um, usually is the leader of the home. You know what I mean? Who, in a broad perspective of um, calling the shots, right? So mm-hmm. when you talk about being a submissive breadwinner um, from a woman's standpoint, um, also still being able to be submissive towards your husband, even though you are in a better financial situation than he is at the moment. Um, so that's kind of where, where that is and still being able to allow, allow him to play the role that God has created for him to be in the marriage, even though he doesn't make as much financially um, compared to his wife. Um, but he, his purpose and where he stands still holds um, to the standard of what God has created him to be as the leader of the home. Okay. I like it. I like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to touch on the definition of submissive. So to be submissive, it says is to be ready to conform to the authority or will of others, meekly obedient or passive. Now that's Ooh, I Webster's. Like I was just gonna say that that's Webster's <laughs> dictionary of the submissive. Um, I and, like that. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what I want. That's why I wanted to read that, Yvonne, because when we say submissive, a lot of times, especially in today's uh, mm-hmm. culture, yeah. that word submissive is a dirty word, and right. a lot of women hear that word and say, oh, I'm not going to be nobody's doormat and blah, blah, blah. And that's not what the Bible speaks mm-hmm. to as being submissive. And he's that also maybe... talking to husband and wives too. He's not talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. Exactly. But even uh, wives today feel like that they don't mm-hmm. have to be submissive to their husbands because they feel like, again, that that means that they have to be a pushover. They have to mm-hmm. be a doormat, things of that nature. But I do like the Part, the, the the first part of the, the, again, the Webster definition of submissive, it says ready to conform to the authority or will of others. So when we think about the biblical definition of submissive, to your point, Yvonne, uh, it references the wife to be submissive to the husband. So mm-hmm. it's not just telling the wife to conform to the leadership of just anyone. Uh, the word of God is saying to conform to the leadership of your husband. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, that's what we want to talk about today. We're going to talk about being able to um, still conform to the leadership of your husband while you as a woman, as a woman of God, as a wife, as you are being the main or the um, uh, I don't want to say primary, but you being the person in the home that's really making the most money out mm-hmm. of the two. So mm-hmm. I, I, before we um, get into the meat of what we're going to discuss today, um, I want to read a, a scripture because we always start with scripture or we try to use some type of scripture in our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Ephesians chapter five, verses 22 to 24. Mm-hmm. And it says, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, mm-hmm. his body of which he is the savior, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. 
it's the last part of that scripture that I want us to think about. In everything, the wives should be submissive to their husbands. So just remember that scripture. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Can we read the last part? Because also, too, I think that's also where the confusion comes into to where they believe that um, they are supposed to be submissive to every like, how can I say this? Even when the man is not displaying the leadership of um, of a Christian man, right? They're like, mm-hmm. well, he doesn't do X, Y, Z. But the, uh, to the other turn of that scripture, verse 25, it says, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself to her to make her holy, cleansing her with the washing of water by the word. And the reason why I put that in there is because when you have a man who loves you like Christ loves the church, there should be no question of submissiveness. You know what I mean? There should be no question of of trusting him to lead you and his family in the right direction. Because if he's displaying with the characteristics of what the word says, what a husband should be doing to his wife, there should be no pushback of being submissive. Hmm, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, actually. If he's doing what he's supposed to be doing as the husband yeah. who loves Christ, yeah, there should be no reason for pushback. There should be no reason. That's good. And the and ladies, the reason that we the the reason we want to talk about this and it really kind of you know hone in on these scriptures. And thank you for pointing out verse number twenty-five, Yvonne, is because uh, what we're seeing in the culture today. Uh, with you know non-saved women and with saved women wives mm-hmm. with, like you said we want to focus on the wives mm-hmm. is we're seeing that when women become the breadwinners they feel like that they no longer have to be submissive mm-hmm. because I'm making more money than you I'm now wearing the big girl draws and mm-hmm. you are not you know what I mean I'm yeah. I'm, I'm heading this I'm heading this ship I'm paying all the bills. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case, or paying majority of the bills, things like yeah. that. So therefore, I have more say than you in our home because of that. And that's where the world has got it twisted because that's mm-hmm. not what the word of God says. Right. Um, and so I'm going to jump into some stats that I, I um, researched. Um, and I think they're interesting stats, Yvonne. So um, give me your thoughts. So the first stat, it says approximately 40% of women, or excuse me, I'm sorry, approximately 40% of wives make more money than their husbands. In one of three of these cases, the woman's earning is more because the man is not earning anything at all. The second stat says looking at marriages in which both the wife and the husband work approximately 30% of the wives earn more money than their husbands. The percentage of women, the third stat says the percentage of women breadwinners has been rising steadily over the past 30 years. In 1987, so what was that? 30, what are we in? 2013, 30, almost 36 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Only 18% of wives earn more money than their husbands in situations in which both were working. So, Yvonne, going back to stat number one, approximately 40% of wives 
make more money in more money than their husband. And in one of three cases, the woman's earnings is more because the man is not earning anything at all. What are your what are your thoughts, I guess, on the latter part of that? In one of three cases, woman's earning more because the man ain't got he ain't got no money. Not that he earning less money. <laughs> he ain't got no money. Okay. So he's sitting at wa- home watching Jennifer Hudson show and she at work. What's your thoughts on okay. that? Okay. Okay. We we this is the unpopular opinion because me and, and my sister always keep it real or whatever. We kind of discussed this in one of our conversations before. For me, and I, I'm confident enough to speak on my sis that if there isn't a physical element that is stopping you from working, you could not be for me. However, people households are different. We know that there are stay-at-home dads now um, in this generation, and I already I have my personal thoughts about that. But um, like I said, I think that's the reason, and I think that. Um, I think that when it comes to those type of situations, when that, and I'm going to say the, the load, the whole load is carried on the woman like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be a kind of a situation to where is a respect thing is not going to be given. And so therefore she's not going to feel she has to be submissive because you're not making anything or bringing anything to the table. Um, now, like I said, I understand some homes maybe have a stay-at-home dad, but like you know, me and you said in prior conversations, you 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 have to have some type of hustle going on. Are are you um, some type of entrepreneur on the side or whatever? You have to bring something to the table. However, if you're not bringing anything to the table, it's time to re-examine um, the dynamics of what you you want your marriage to look like. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I speaking for myself. Let me go ahead and put that out. Speaking for myself, because uh, okay. this oh. could not be me. If there's no physical element of why this man should not be working, then there needs to be another examination here of this marriage that we're in. Because first of all, this is not what I signed up for. Um, and like I said, speaking for me, this would be a problem. Yeah, I, I like that. I was just talking to someone yesterday and she, she was, um, we were having a conversation as such and um, she's someone I know very well. So I know what type of job she has. I know she makes pretty decent money. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also know that her husband is a disabled vet Mm -hmm. um, and he can't work. Um, He's actually missing a few limbs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I feel that Yvonne, you know, we're, you know, if there's a, you know, a physical ailment, mental ailment, even mental ailment. And I don't mean, Hold on. Let me say mental ailment with a grain of salt. Um, I mean, like there's a a real mental disability where Mm -hmm. the comprehension piece is is just not, you know, it's it's a struggle. It's hard. And as a mother with a son, an adult son with autism, I I, I know the struggles that come with that, with trying to Mm -hmm. work and, and have that that um that that challenge where you it's just not some things just don't click um but he's my son still works he does something he, he can't do nothing um but I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, everyone, like you said, Yvonne, everyone's different. So I, I just want to say that, you know, mm-hmm. I can see that as being a reason as well. If there's a, that is another a one. strong yeah. physical or mental ailment that's preventing one from working, I get it, you know, but I'm on the same ship as you. Otherwise, you guys to get up off your shoulders and go get some mm-hmm. money. I, you, I don't know, you know, yeah. I mean, don't be out there doing nothing illegal, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you got to, you got to have some, some type of, uh, some type of grind yeah. going on. So looking at the second bullet, it says, looking at marriages at both which the wife and the husband work, I guess this is going to be the, the meat of what we talk about today. Approximately 30% of wives earn more money than their husband. So I'm going to skip over that because I know we got a lot of content to speak to that. Mm-hmm. But then looking at the rise, the steady rise of women becoming breadwinners over the last 30 years, um, what are your thoughts about that? Like this, this pendulum swing, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I think because now... Um, women are now able to go out more of their own and create the lives that, you know, they've always wanted. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to think in the past, whereas, you know, not too far removed where a woman couldn't even sign a loan without her husband's signature on it. Like couldn't even buy their own house without their husband signing for it or open up a checking account or starting their own businesses without their husband's. And so now I think, you know, with that shift happening to where women have more rights, to where we're able to go to school, and you have to think some countries still out there, women can't even get a proper education to be able to be able to afford to live on their own. Um, So I think that's more that's happening. I think a lot of more women are um, becoming more independent um, in their financial, uh, in their financial life. And they're going out and they're educating themselves and they're going out here um, into these different industries and they're able to climb the ladder of, you know, which was more dominantly, you know, ran by men. Mm -hmm. Um, And I believe that's that's what's happening. I believe that's exactly what's happening. More women are getting educated. More women are pulling in the degrees and they're climbing the ladder into making those hundred thousand dollar, you know, salaries and stuff like that compared to, um, most, I ain't gonna say most men, I'll say some men who go into more of the, um, a different type of industry, whether it's, um, more industrial. Yes. That Mm -hmm. doesn't produce as much revenue as, you know, maybe like the financial industry or something like that. So I think that's kind of where it comes in at. Yeah. And and you raise a very good point because as I look at my, um, kind of hierarchy as far as chain of command at my at my job um my boss uh is a woman right mine too Um, and her boss he's a man but above him it's a woman (laughs) you know what i mean so um but above her is another man and i mean now we're getting towards like the ceo so yeah it's all it's men men, men after that so we still got a ways to go (laughs) yeah you know i just thought about something you know shout out to uh, all the women out there because it is women's um women's month so shout out to all the women out there that have uh you know paved the way for us to be where we myself and yvonne and so many other women are today as far as like you said rights being able to you know get those uh, independent loans get those you know um independent uh you know uh opportunities where we don't need uh, a man's Yeah, we don't boards. Yeah. Yeah. Where we don't need a man's signature or approval to do such our, um, our favor of the Lord and our uh, um, education and experience speak for itself. So what is causing let's talk about this, Yvonne. 
what is causing this gender economic shift? So you touched on a little bit of that when you were uh, kind of talking about those last three points. Uh, You said women are continuing to earn more uh, higher education degrees than men. And it's likely this trend isn't going away. So, you know, women, you can Google the the stat um, or listeners or whoever, you know, because I'm not just assuming women are listening, but Google the stat. A lot of women to Yvonne, which she had just spoken to are taking the reins and they are going back to school. Mm-hmm. They're pursuing the higher, you know, degrees and things of that nature, which is opening up more opportunities as you know as to earn you know higher salaries um the second point uh says economic equality for men and women is moving faster because causing more women to obtain executive or upper level corporate careers and Yvonne you touched on that as well where mm-hmm. you know because of um you know, the, the advanced education and also, you know, just again, it's women's rights month, you know, the, the different things that like Susan B. Anthony and so many other women have come before us to fight for rights to vote, uh, have equal housing, equal pay, things like that. And though the, the battle continues, Mm -hmm. we have come a long way from, you know, looking at the stat in 1987, where only 18% of wives were making more money than their husbands in which both parties were working. So a lot of progress is due to uh, better laws, more equal laws between men and men and women. And then all also women taking, like you said, control over their destinies and not just yeah. seeing themselves as I'm just a mother or I'm just yeah. a wife. I'm just a homemaker. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I can be a wife. I can be a woman. I can still tend to my home and, 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 and it be a Christian home and still make some good money. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, And also, too, even though, you know, we, we can't take away that even though more women are starting to make more money than men, right? Overall, um, as the trend is showing, the the rate that is going, you know, it, it's still ticking up, you know, and it's, it's been a while because I think the stat is, and I will have to go back and confirm, women are still only making 70 cents on the dollar compared to men, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So where are we going to be 20 years from now? I'll be, I'll be, blown away to see like where we're at compared to how much you know we are making compared to men when we're talking about the dollar figure um and see where we are but we're still making less than men but I think why the trend like I said is going so much faster is because I I really do believe women are you know going going back to school also like they've been to school and they're going back to school and we're starting to see more women going into science um, technology, engineering, and things mm-hmm. like that. And we already know those type of careers are bound to make more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're tapping into industries that would have otherwise mm-hmm. been dominated by men. By men yeah. and, 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 and again, we, we understand that as far as equality goes, while we've made a lot of progress, we do still have a ways to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the way that this stat said, you know, um, things are happening expeditiously. You know what I mean? Mm. This economic shift is happening expeditiously. So to your point, Yvonne, (laughs) it will be interesting to see where we're at 10 years from now. I was just thinking about, um, we were hanging out with our neighbors uh, one night and uh, one of my neighbors, he said, uh, you know, him and his wife, they're in the same industry as far as work goes. Uh, And he was like, well, 
you know, I make more money than her, but she's smarter than me. You know what I mean? See? So it's like, that's exactly, that's the perfect example of what you just said. Like, you know, mm-hmm. his, here's a husband saying that I go to her for assistance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yet I'm making more money. So yeah, we're, we'll, we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. So looking at the next, uh, my next question. So when we talk about that woman, the wife being the, the, the breadwinner, the one making, you know, majority of the money in, a, in the marriage, you know, what effects does this have on the marriage? Um, and just some things that, again, just looking at some research that I did, um, one of the effects on the marriage is just simply marital struggles, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the stats say when women are breadwinners in their marriage, like I said, their marriage struggles, um, many relationships that do not conform to the traditional norm of the man playing the role of the provider do not fare well. Um, the University of Chicago study points to several reasons, including tension between the partners due to a combination of societal expectations of men and deep-seated ideas about gender roles leading to arguments. So. I'm going to pause right there. Many relationships do not conform to the traditional norm of the man playing the role of the provider. It doesn't fare well. So um, let's talk about that. So pretty much what I feel like this is saying is that when women begin to make more money than their their husbands, um, it becomes offensive to the husband because of the traditional gender roles uh, that uh, have kind of been truthfully implanted in us from, you know, many generations before us that Mm -hmm. the man is supposed to be the one that brings home the, 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 the cow and Mm -hmm. the woman, you know, slaughters it and cooks it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where now the woman's bringing home the cow and, We'll get to that in a minute. I was going to say, you know, now the man slaughtering and cooking it, but that may not always be the case. The woman nope. could be bringing home the cow, slaughtering and cooking it, and cleaning the kitchen and doing all everything else yep. afterwards. And we're going to get to that. But um, that was one stat that I wanted to talk about. And then the other stat um, is marital struggles that I found was it says um, um, for men, financial dependence may be a particular may be particularly threatening, resulting in relationship sabotaging behavior and cheating may be a subliminal way to bolster his self-esteem or reestablish his sense of masculinity. Hold up. Wait Mm. a minute. See? Okay. Again, going back, and I want you, I'm going to have you tap in on this because going back to the first bullet that I uh, talked about where it said it's it's leading to um, uh, the traditional norms of ma- the man playing the role as a provider. Uh, it, it's causing tension. It's causing mm-hmm. tension. So therefore, to uh, it, it's causing tension and is leading to arguments between the husband and the wife. So the way that the man rectifies or justifies this stats are proving is that mm-hmm. he goes and um, starts an affair to. Boost his self esteem. Let me tell you. Okay. Let me. Okay. Jesus, take the will at this point. Um, <laughs> all right. So, because <laughs> I'm like, first of all, let's go with the 
like you said, the the society norms of what the man looks like, right? If you go back to like the 1950s sitcoms or whatever, leave it to Beaver and all these other um, these shows like back in the 50s, you see the the man, he come home from work or whatever, drop his little briefcase on. The first thing he says is what's for dinner, all these type of things. And he puts like this, um, this, this, this already overpowering kind of like intimidating whatever uh mm-hmm. characteristics off uh, on his wife and i think that trickle down effect that that's kind of where they get it from you know from what they've been seen also from like you know tv shows that you know we've seen and also maybe that's how um some of their households were as they were growing up. They seen grandma, I mean, grandpa or dad come in from work. Yeah, he takes yeah. off his boots. She already has a full seven course meal laid out and mm-hmm. on a Tuesday at seven o'clock PM when he comes in, all he has to do is eat, read his paper, maybe smoke his cigar. He gets to go to bed. Then she mm-hmm. has to turn around and clean the kitchen, set out his mm-hmm. clothes the next day and the laundry and all these type of things. And uh, that's just not how it, it is now. And is it a bad thing? No. I think that depending on what you build your marriage to be, if you are that type of woman, because we do have women out there like, I just want to just contribute 100% to my household. I want to be in the house. And ladies, we are not knocking you for those who are staying home. If you want to be like, I want to stay home. This is what God has called me to do, just to be a caretaker, to cook for my husband, take care of my kids, all these things bless your heart. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that at all. But for the women where we're talking about that are... Yeah, because we ain't talking um, about that right now. We're talking about the the breadwinner. Yeah, yeah. For the women who are now working and are making more money and that husband still comes in with that domineering attitude um, because she's making more money. He feels like he has to, out of his insecurity pull up, well, I'm still the man, so this should go my way, that is, that that's, that's an issue, because you're feeling like if I can't dominate her with money, I can dominate her in other situations, and if she don't fall into line with what I tell her, I'm going to go to somebody else who doesn't make any money at all, that's more depending on me, that makes me feel like a man. I hate that term so much. That makes me feel like a man. So I'm going to give all my time and attention to her because she gives me what I needed. Nonetheless, your wife has still provided a home for you. Your wife is still, she might not cook Sunday through Saturday, but maybe a Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, you have a hot meal because she's working too, and you still not cooking, and you still able to come home and eat. So where is that to where is you can't find the, the mutual balance in your relationship to you contribute to, to where it's a flowing, it's an, what do they call it? An ever essence flowing and uh, in your home to make it a nice place for everybody to just be happy. I don't understand. I don't understand. I know that's a lot, but that's kind of what I got. No, I got you. I I followed everything you said because that's so real. And, you know, as you were saying that, I I was thinking about something and the Lord told me, you better not say that. So I'm You know, the Holy Spirit has to convict me, like, don't you say that out your mouth. So not the way, not that, not the way I wanted to say it. Right. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to try to say it. 
nicely. Holy Spirit. Okay, so we're going to watch her, Lord. We're going to watch her. <laughs> so I think about like, um, you know, situations where, you know, when men do cheat to your point, mm-hmm. Yvonne, they, 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 mm-hmm. okay. So they usually don't cheat with a woman of higher um, essence and they grace really and don't. caliber. Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually go down to uh, the, 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 um, <laughs> I'm trying to behave. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you, me and Eva, we know they, how to they, mentally they, they read each other's mind. Yes. They yes. Go so, the caliber of their wife. Yes. And to that standard. Um, yeah. To the to, to the um to homegirl. And so um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people would always ask like how you got what in the world like even their homeboys like dog you know you're gonna lose you know a, a great wife for 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 um uh this woman that um this lady of the night that um has yeah you know nothing really going on with her you know what i'm saying she yeah. she she's uh she has no motivation uh mm-hmm. to uh pursue anything uh she you know She's just uh, the exact opposite of 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 your wife. Like, why would you mm-hmm. jeopardize your home for this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what that makes me think of, Yvonne, as you were um, as you were just you know breaking that down so eloquently. We see that it's a real mm-hmm. thing. We do see mm-hmm. that, yeah. and it, and it's 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 sad. Um, but they, you know, according to the stat, a lot of it is occurring because the um the man feels that his um, masculinity has been mm-hmm. threatened or it's in yep. jeopardy and so as we started the conversation by saying okay women um just because you are the breadwinner does not mean that you have to you know act as though you don't have yep. to listen not listen you know what i mean to your husband but you know what i'm saying like follow his lead yeah, yeah. And, and you know that now you the leader and you you're calling yep. the shots and he's yep. supposed to you know like the roles have been reversed and god yes. has established order for yep. a reason yep. uh christ husband uh wife that's yep. the order and yep. then children yep. um but at the same time though uh if you know that your um your priorities are still straight. I'll say it that way. Yeah. And, you know, you as a wife, you know, yeah, you're, you're making a little extra change, uh, but you are still, you know, uh, allowing him to feel and be the man. Um, sometimes it's just not enough for them, for some husbands, mm-hmm. not all, we're not talking about all no, husbands. It, yeah. Sometimes it's just not enough um, because of the, the gender uh, traditional norms that um, oh, they have been raised with. And exactly, exactly. And it's money. when it comes to money. Yeah, when it comes yeah. to money, because at the end of the day, when you think about it, when some men say they're not ready for marriage, well, some of the first things they say is, I got to get my money right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay to have like a goal for yourself before you obtain a wife and children and stuff like that. Like, that's cool. Especially but messing see, with me, because you can't be messing with me, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to be talking about marrying me. You ain't got no yeah. job. <laughs> and that's cool. But you see, that's the first thing that they think about. They don't think about like, I got to be a whole person before I come Mm -hmm. in and wreck somebody else's life up. Or I have to make sure that I'm going to be a great dad when I get ready to have kids. No, no. They don't think about the mental 
the, the, the mental aspects when it comes to Wait marriage. Wait till I get my is, money My right. money right. Yeah. And That's we what they all say. Know, yeah, and we all know like in, you know, in life, sometimes you're up and sometimes you're down and everything is not going to look perfect. And sometimes God wants you to do things when things are a mess and then he'll straighten them out once you're in it. So I that that conditioning um, of what men have when it comes to money it, it, it's going to be something that some men are good with and some men are going to have to change their way of thinking, especially as we see the trends are changing. Um, but also too, to touch on what you just said about the wives, the wives also need to change their, their way that they approach their husbands because there is some women out here who make more women, I mean, make more women, Lord Jesus, that make more money than their husbands and then they next get the rolling. They yeah, mouth they get the popping. Yeah, they, they be mouth get their the popping. And then they think that they hold the power. And it's just like, how would you like that if the roles were reversed and he did those things to you? You know. And actually, I mean? there was a point where I mean, and it probably still happens today. But because you know, you talked about you know the. Back in the day, you know, the, the man coming mm -hmm. home, the husband coming home after working a long day, his uh, food was cooked and mm -hmm. this and the other. But with that, though, in a lot of cases, there was a lot of physical abuse as well, yes. where yep. the man felt like that he could be physically abusive with his yes. wife because yes. he was the breadwinner. Yes. And, you know, that that control mm -hmm. that. Yeah, that control and that dominance that had a lot of mental effect on a lot of our older generation today. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Where um, they, there was a trauma associated with it and yeah. they had to mm -hmm. heal from some things because they were in relationships like that whereas now women we're obviously not going to be you know heavy-handed you know beating our husbands both of us there's anyway. some, there's some <laughs> women out here are not going to help us back, but yes. we, we don't condone violence let's put that hashtag absolutely out there absolutely not violence Absolutely not. But we're doing it. My point is we're doing it in a different way. Like yeah. you said, now we're doing the, the neck roll it or the mm -hmm. silent treatment or even withholding mm -hmm. sex or, yeah. you know, all kind of other things thinking we can go out with our girls whenever we want to go out because mm -hmm. we're the breadwinners. And it's like, that's still a form of abuse. And that's still a form mm -hmm. of trauma that you're yep. implementing on your husband. So, yep. you know, it goes, wow, this is real good. It goes both ways. It goes so look both at, ways. Yeah. Looking at the last bullet. So again, talking about what effects does the woman being the breadwinner have on the marriage and these are just high level effects and we'll get more into each one of these four bullets um might have to start it in the next episode but here we go here's the last bullet high level it says while in some marriages there is no affair the breadwinning excuse me the breadwinning woman may still feel as if she is not supported enough deepening conflicts and causing resentment that can escalate into arguing and ultimately divorce. So what effects uh, does being a breadwinner have on the marriage? Just stress, right? Just stress. Yep. It stresses the marriage, um, even when there isn't uh, any uh, infidelity. Mm -hmm. Moreover, as set forth above, it says breadwinning women often end up doing a dis proportionate amount of housework I found this like astonishing Yvonne this is pretty much saying that um, there's no in, in, in this particular situation there's no uh, like I said infidelity uh, but there's argument because again the man's mm -hmm. 
masculinity, excuse me, masculinity feels like it's being threatened. Um, and so the woman feels like um, in order to save my marriage, to continue to show mm -hmm. him that he is the leader, I can't let um, I can't let nothing slip. So to your point, when you mentioned about, well, yeah, you may not have dinner, you know, a full you know, four course, mm -hmm. four course meal every night or whatever, but at least you have a, a hot meal three nights or whatever. Um, yeah. Women are still trying to hold those, the standards of those gender norms or those gender roles and, you know, coming home from a, um, a 10, 12 hour shift in some cases, mm -hmm. literally putting their stuff down, washing their hands, pulling out dinner, starting mm -hmm. dinner, keeping, checking in with the kids, make, if they have kids, making sure that the kids are straight, making sure homework's done, you know, picking up a vacuum, making sure that the floor is vacuumed. They're doing all of this mm -hmm. yeah. after working <clears throat> a 10, 12 hour shift in some cases, because yeah. they don't want to uh, give the impression that to their husbands that mm -hmm. just because I'm making more money, you know, I, I don't expect you as a husband to, you know, do the, the woman role here. We, oh, hallelujah. I, I felt that the Holy Spirit. Role. I'm not trying to switch the roles. I'm not yeah. trying to take your role. And I'm not trying to say that you need to take my role. So I'm going to do, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm going to do both. You're you know like what I mean? Yes. Oh, I'm not, you know, that, yeah. that song by Karen White. Mm -hmm. Yes. Holly, it's that on was my playlist. <laughs> <laughs> See, we playlist. human audience. We yeah. know everything. Other songs besides, you know, our gospel. We know we got a lot of that too. Hallelujah. But that's interesting. Oh, Yvonne, give me your yeah. thoughts on that. We have four minutes. Oh, gosh. Um, I know. Well, got to on another three. Um, so <laughs> to my, to that point, um, I can say that I was that woman in the beginning um, of, you know, making sure I, I had dinner cooked every night, clothes were washed, kids taken care of, bathing, things like that. Of course, my husband worked 12 hour days, so he was always gone. Um, and sometimes he worked overnight as he's a trucker. However, as now that I have, you know, came up in my industry of whatever, what I do, by the time I get off work, my brain is mush. Like, listen, mm -hmm. I, I can't comprehend some things after working and my brain feels like it's about to ooze out of my ear. And I, I'm grateful that my, you know, my husband now gets it. Cause I know when I first started backing off the cooking, he was like, you didn't cook anything. Da, da, da. And I'm like, look, I didn't work. I'm tired all these things, but now he's at a point to like, hey, just make sure we got some microwavable stuff. I, can I know that's right. He's in the microwave or whatever. He'll microwave him some burritos or something. Or if I come to the point now to where if I know like my cooking isn't going to be every day, which it isn't, I'm going to be honest, hallelujah. It's not, I either make like casserole dishes because he does have mm -hmm. to take like food and stuff to work um, for lunch. So I'll make like ca casserole dishes or like, um, pots of spaghetti or Alfredo, something mm -hmm. I know he can carry over to the next day or we can have leftovers because I'm not going to hold myself to this standard of this wife needs to basically break her back after working and then continuously to do these things after, you know, she gets off work just to appease her husband. But what about me and my mental state? I can't be 100% me if I'm putting myself on a back burner and don't give my time to regroup and, and, and get myself back to 100% because I can only speak for myself. When I'm poured out and I'm dry, 
I am the the angry wife. I am upset because you're not seeing me. You're not hearing me. I'm telling you I'm tired, but you're pushing me. And so, like I said, I've learned to not put them them that that status on myself and to take those hats out. And then he he's able to conform to the new normal of whatever. Like, yeah, things aren't what they used to be, but that old part, I wasn't the best me. Me, you're going to get a better wife you know, if I back down from some of these things, not saying that my house is in disarray, my house is fine, but I'm not going to break my back and, and try to live up to these norms of what society has built as this perfect wife that she can work and do this and do this. If y'all can do that without going crazy, blessings to you. But for me, I cannot do that. And I'm not 100% a good mom and I'm not 100% a great wife if I break down like that. So for me, I have to take care of my mental state to be able to be able to, to be able to be what others need for me to be for them. You know what I mean? So yes, Yvonne, you said something where I, that's a perfect place for us to stop and where we're going to pick up um, next week. Cause we will be back next week because we have to continue this. You said, what about me? Mm-hmm. That speaks volumes because as we touch on this last uh, high level point of the effect that women um, what the effect of what being a breadwinner breadwinner has um, on the marriage it's Mm -hmm. also the mental state of the woman when she tries to be and do all Oh, so like at a thousand percent, like that level of a thousand percent all the time. Yep. Yeah. Trying to be and do all. So we're going to stop right there. Um, wow. What an awesome episode to, to come, come back, back with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome episode to come back with. This was, this was awesome. So yes, audience, we will, and I'm not just saying it, we will be back <laughs> next week with the part two of being the submissive breadwinner. So make sure you are on the lookout for that because we're going to start next week diving into these four high level points that we talked about today as far as the marital struggles uh, that are associated with being the breadwinner. Um and yeah, we're just going to, we're just going to continue to let the Holy Spirit have its way like we did Amen. today. So um, Yvonne, you know, we always pray out uh, before we close out. Do you want to pray or would you like me to pray? Uh, you're going to pray since, you know, you're the reason why <laughs> we're doing this after three months. <laughs> you know what, audience, let me tell you. So we have a Bible study, right? And, and the women in the Bible study, we have some amazing women in the Bible study. They pick on me. So I need y'all to be in prayer for me, okay? Because the, my, my sister circle, they bully me, okay? But I still love them. Oh, so y'all, they bully me bully every week. her to pray. She'd be like, oh. I'm like, no. And she'd be like, no, Jesus wept. No, 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 no. And then they told me I'm on probation. I guess I'm being kicked out of the sister yeah, she's circle. On, she's on probation, y'all. She, oh, you see why she's on probation? You see, uh, last podcast recorded in December. It is March 18th. Um, yeah, she's on probation. Yes, yeah, she's on probation. Oh, this is awesome. Awful. Guys, pray for me. All right. 
Holy Spirit, uh, thank you. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come before you to say thank you. Thank you for allowing your Holy Spirit to um, just uh, speak through this podcast today. I know that this podcast um, is going to be heard by those that it is um, designated for and that uh, even just this little 45 minutes, is, it's going to be a blessing to the hearers of it. So we give you all the credit for that, Father God. We take none of the credit, Father God, but we give your name the credit and the glory for uh, the lives that are going to be um, blessed by this segment, Lord. We thank you for uh, bringing me and my sister back together, Lord, to do your will, Father God, to do the ministry of marriage, of Christian marriage, Lord, and Christian relationships that lead up to marriage, Lord. We thank you for um, just the... Um, the call, Father God, to do it, Father God, because we understand what the culture is saying about marriage, that it's not needed, that it's not necessary, that women don't have to be submissive to their husbands. Um, and that is not what your word says. All of that is a contradiction of your word. So we thank you for uh, the mantle that's been placed on this um, on this podcast to remind Christian women and men who may be listening uh, of what your word says about the, the foundation and the covenant of marriage. So, Father, we ask that you keep our audience, you keep us um, until we meet again in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That was awesome. Thank you, sis. You bet. So, audience, until next time, um, we will, um, I guess we'll holler at you guys. Yep. Let's keep it funky. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye.